There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Well, I think the best way to describe the weekend's action is that the cream is starting to rise to the top. Absolutely, it is. Uh, the top four is now a, a real battle, isn't it? And the top eight seems to be uh, taking shape, but uh, there's still a, a few twists and turns to come, I'd imagine, in the next five five weeks. But uh, I think the quality of the footy is starting to improve and the weather's starting to heat up. So all good signs as we head into, uh, you know, we're now into August, but looking forward to September. Well, you've definitely got your divisions. You've got your manly... Uh, Melbourne's starting to take shape, Souths, uh, New Zealand, these kind of teams that are pretty much booked in, uh, you'd somewhat say. And then you've got your you know, your Dragons and your Tigers who fell away this weekend with an opportunity to drag themselves into the mix, whereas you know, Parra won themselves equal into the bottom of the eight. Yeah. And then you've just got those couple like the Titans, uh, Raiders, Newcastle, Sharks who you know showed their injuries, showed their form and... Uh, they got all got beaten up pretty badly on the weekend. So Absolutely. The, the divides are there right now, and we've said it all year. The upsets are there early. Origin messes things around, but come this time of the year when the whips get cracking, uh, we're starting to see those better sides emerge as always. Yep. Uh, we start off, as always, with the fast five, highlight, low light, best player or team, uh, worst player or team, and uh, just any questions coming out of the round, what about your highlight? The Cameron Smith try last night it, uh, went through the hands of all the big three. It was an outstanding team try, and just the performance in general from Melbourne. Uh, we headed out to the game last night, and it's pretty nippy out there at Campbelltown, but uh, it's always good to see the Storm go around in the flesh, and they are a real smoky for this year's competition. They're starting to hit their straps at the right time of the year. Mine's just all those better sides. Like I enjoyed watching a quality Warriors team uh, just absolutely demolish a Raiders team so ruthlessly that it took to get 12 players on the field for yep. them to get an opportunity. Melbourne, as you said last night, he went and watched in the flesh. Absolutely brilliant, clinical. Uh, Souths and the young kids running wild. The Roosters not so much dominating, but getting the job done in the Cowboys. Just all the quality teams this weekend. Uh, it's good to see them finally starting to do what they should be doing at this time, of year, which is finding their straps, just some real quality football. Exactly. Uh, what about your low light? Uh, the Raiders situation is just going from bad to worse. I mean, um, Ricky Stewart now looks despondent. He doesn't look like he has an answer for their current situation. Uh, their performance on the weekend was inept. Uh, they were down 28 nil or whatever it was at half time and ended up having the big 5-0 put on them. Uh, they're running out of players. Uh, you know, their best player, Sean Fenton, got a season-ending injury on the weekend and uh, apparently their second-tier salary cap is exhausted. So they've, they've just got a world of problems at the moment. They can't recruit anyone. Uh, Matty Parrish has quit down there as assistant coach. 
Yeah, um, his was more family reasons, I reckon. They yeah, got a, I know, but it just nothing's going right for them, is it? On or off the field? They hired Mick Crawley today. He's the Newcastle under-20s coach. They're currently equal first, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know much about him. But, I mean, you're going from you're going from a place that's chock full of talent and, you know, under Wayne Bennett. Yeah, well, under-20s, number one, Camelback's winners, you know. Yeah. Uh, into a, a totally different sort of environment. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year, but... Uh, they they are absolutely screaming out to me as wooden spooners at the moment. Well, my low light is the flip of what I just said before. All those bottom teams, Canberra, uh, Newcastle, who shouldn't be that far down, the Titans and the Sharks. The only one I have sympathy for is the Sharks. Yeah. Because the Sharks had their whole 13 missing for half the season. Of course. And they're, Todd they're Carney side. and the Asada. You put all the Ford pack back in, give them no issues, no Todd Carney problems, and you blood in... Valentine, Fatamanu, Brown, all these kind of guys, they probably do what they always do. They get into the eight. They don't compete for the title, but they're there. Yeah. But all these other teams, uh, the Titans, yeah, they've had a couple of injuries, but they've still got an origin forward pack. And they play a disgusting brand of football. It's just been horrible. Uh, obviously, we'll get into the Cartwright thing soon. Newcastle, Jesus, I don't even know what to say there. Wayne Bennett's definitely... They're just little, as bad as the Titans. Wayne Bennett, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to say it, but I probably will. I think he's just given up. I don't think he's putting in as much. No, I don't think. No, nah, and it's I don't think. One, I don't think they're putting in either. I think that's a bit of a two-way thing. Yeah, there's more to that story than meets the eye. In Canberra, you've just hit the nail on the head. Uh, Ferner goes half the money. How do you justify bringing in a guy who's just won a wooden spoon and got fired from his last job prior to that to give him seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and now you're locked in? They can't fire him because well, there's talk that they're going to fire him. Well, they have to pay him, and they've already said that. They can't afford it. So if they can't afford it, that's... Well, if that's the only reason you're not sacking him, then you've got, you've got problems as well. So. And, and recruitment has got to the brink of now, like we said, England. they got C.S. Soliola coming back, who I don't mind Melbourne having a look at him, but still, he's been playing in England for about four or five years. And Josh Hodgson, they say he's the next best thing as far as hookers are concerned over there. He's played a couple of caps for England A, I think, not the, the top side, but he's a whole KR the only thing I don't get, they're saying he's frustrated over there because they can't crack the eight. Well, he's not coming to a team over here that's going to crack the eight anytime soon. You wouldn't think so. So he, he wants to challenge it down a row. He's going to get one hell of a challenge going to play in Canberra. Absolutely. But, I, yeah, I, I like the fact that they've got someone of, of quality. Yeah, well, I, I always or like to see... quality, anyway. And the one thing we do know is that it hasn't been a hooker come out here yet from England to be successful. There was Scott Moore, and I read a couple of names yesterday from back in the day before I was born. They said that's the one position uh, that, you know, pommies that have come out here have just struggled with. Yeah. Playing nine, and they definitely need a nine. They, they're after. I, I like Kurt Baptiste, but I think he's just on his shoulder, so he's gone. Yeah. And uh, Buttress is definitely not the answer. He's been there for a very long time, has never really tied that position up. But we move on to best team or player. What do you reckon? Mate, my best team was the Panthers. I thought that was a tremendous win considering the injury toll, the fact that they lost three players during the game. I know there was a few dodgy video ref to, uh, decisions during that game, but. The best player of the weekend for me, Kieran Foran, he was simply outstanding. And I think if you put him on the Broncos side, they probably win that game. That was just, he was a difference in that. Uh, their form at Brookvale is second to none. They've only lost one game there in Golden Point to Melbourne in round one in a game that they led 22 0. Uh, they're going to be very tough to, to stop at the back end of the season. And I think for them, it's their unsung heroes. It's their forward pack, some of the no name guys that are just doing the job week in, week out, and probably aren't getting the plaudits they deserve. But uh, they're bringing out the best in the guys like Foran, Cherry Evans, and uh, Brett Stewart at the moment. Yeah, well, for me, uh, a bit of a broken record, but Jared Hayne, his first touch was a try, like a 50, 60 metre run. His next touch was a line break assist, set up a try. He ran for just under 300 metres. If he didn't cramp up, yeah, it would have been a lot more. Yeah. And it's it's just the, the, the quality of the touches. It wasn't so much the quantity, 
it's just a simple one moment injection. And every time he touched the football, uh, I, I just I can't describe it. I, I could have said four and a couple other guys, but that on the weekend was just as, as close to untouchable in a game as I've seen. Yeah. Um, besides that, probably a couple of players from the South Sydney game, Alex Johnston, these kind of blokes. So I'm just very excited. And team, I'd go with Souths because you take Sutton and Burgess out, and I was one of the ones that started the week. Not saying that would derail them, but I was just interested to see how they went. Yeah, I uh, thought Luke Keery played outstanding. McQueen come back and did a good job. They laid the platform, and I mentioned it before. The young edges, Orvar, Johnston, Walker, they, they've got a better back line this year, which is what I didn't like about them last year. Whether they can be mentally tough enough and uh, have the halves sorted by finals time is a different story. Yeah, but Isaac Luke as well. He was he was back to his best on the weekend, scheming, prying around. Absolutely. But, uh, what about your worst? The Titans, their discipline, uh, their performance. Uh, John Cartwright's just announced that he's going to resign from the Gold Coast Titans, which I think, to be fair, it's it's the right time. It's it's probably been coming for a couple of years. And 100%. You know, the fact that they haven't made the eight since 2010 and their performances in that time, they showed glimpses. Oh, I thought they were very unlucky not to make the eight last year. I thought they probably played their best football under John, John Cartwright last year and probably in 2010. Uh, but... You know, you got to fall on your sword. The results aren't there. It's He's been, had the longest tenure of any coach. It's been everything, though, isn't it? It's been everything. It's been recruitment, uh, the handling of the older players, lack of junior development. I know there was the financial the troubles. That, the fact, you know, as a Titan supporter, the fact that your best players go to rep football and play their best football is, is of a concern to me. You know, you want your best players playing their best football at club. Yeah, well, Nate Myers definitely doesn't do that. No, I, I, I still don't think Greg, Greg Bird does. Uh, I think Dave Taylor is sort of, he's hot and cold. And, uh, you know, just the recruitment in terms of Dave Taylor and Jamal Idris have both been sort of busts. I mean, Dave Taylor's playing good footy at the moment, but how long he can maintain that for, I may change my opinion on his recruitment. But Well, it's a contract year, so... I think this year... You know, this year they've been hurt by injuries, but I mean, he's had four years grace, really. You know, in 2011, oh. we went from a preliminary final to winning the wooden spoon in 2011. Um, 2012-13, we finished, you know, just outside the eight. But considering the rosters, performances weren't good enough. Uh, you know, the way he ran Scott Prince out of town, uh, and then this year. You know the fact the injuries and poor form and poor discipline, I and mean, they've had they've had a few off-field incidents this year as well, which haven't been there in, in years gone by. No, hundred uh, percent. So yeah, I think I think it's time. Yeah, and like I said to you earlier on, my main gripe as well was they said that the board Sir's still there in the background. A lot of people don't know about saying that he was going to pull out if he went and take money with him, and that's what's happened today. He's well, he also. Has, yeah, he has. So I'm just more worried long term about the club. Not so you probably know that Neil Henry's going to go in there, but with Sir going, him going. Uh, their major sponsor, we're getting word that they're pulling out now of the deal as well. well. They're gone. I select the gone. And they're already in a bad position as it is uh, financially, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this all plays out. And hopefully this is... I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we don't want the death of another Gold Coast club, and especially after the groundwork they've put in. No, exactly. They've lasted a long time, considering the, the former stints up there, but the club needs to hang around. And this is hurting expansion too. If you well, can't yeah, even, it is. Yeah. If you can't maintain the clubs you've got right now, what, what chance have you got to expansion? Mm. You've got absolutely uh, peanuts. But for, for me, uh, I, could, I could say Canberra and I could say Newcastle and I could say the Titans. But I'm going to say Wayne Bennett for saying that South can't win the comp. It was, yeah. Oh, had... I, thought, I thought his comments got taken a little bit out of context if you actually read his whole response. But I'm, still, I'm... I, yeah, still just strange comments considering the form of his own side. Yeah, I mean that and then just the result. I'm not saying after that game they're going to win the comp, but for him to even make a comment like that in the position that they're in, 
and the way they've been going this year and after getting beat by 50, it's not because it's not having a snipe, it's just more the timing. Like, come on, honestly. Yeah. You, you couldn't have just gone in there and said, you know, we were, we were poor today or this or that and just moved on with it. You, you take a crack like that in that situation when you've just been demolished by 50 points. Yeah. It's really not smart. Yeah. So that was just my little thing. I, I can't pick on those other teams. You already know how bad they are. I'm sick of repeating them week in, week out. But uh, questions coming out of the round. Uh, well, I, I think we probably just answered it. This one, will the Raiders consider sacking Ricky Stewart? I think they, they obviously are considering it, but... Uh, two, they, don't two, have, they don't have the money. And two things. Who you're bringing down there? Who wants that job? That's the other thing. Because it's not exactly... Uh, Brett well, wasn't, wasn't the whole talk before the season that you know they knew they were going to have a lean year? Uh, he said they were going to make the eight. He expected to make the eight. And I said that was crazy. You're just, you're just making an absolute rod for your own back. And the other thing, like I said, my biggest gripe, and now they exhausted the cat, and I said this a hundred times, you have two junior Australian kangaroos. Yeah. You had, then they have the New South Wales resident halves again this year in the Cup. So they've done everything they can, and that is their biggest weakness. And yeah. he didn't put Cornish in, and he didn't. He burnt the cap before he got a hern in there. He needed to bite the bullet earlier, cop it on the chin, and get those guys in there and go, oh, these are going to be my halves yeah. going forward. And they haven't done that. So guess what? That question has to wait until next year again. Exactly. And Unless, well, I think he's going to have to go to the NRL. He has to. He needs to do what they did with Brooks some, last year. Have to. He needs an exemption to be able to play... Ahern to get a debut. I think Cornish he can play again because he was part of his 25. Yeah. But he, to be able to play Ahern or Hawkins or anyone else, he needs an exemption. Crazily, my next question was Cartwright has to go, question mark. Well, that one's been answered. Yep. He's well, resigned this afternoon. Before you even got to write that down, that happened. Uh, Ivan Cleary, is he the coach of the year? Coach of the year? Uh, close. Close to. I think to. Jeff Toovey's got to be up there. He's, I think he's done a tremendous job. He's done well to patch up his squad again with Louis. I think McFadden's done a tremendous job to turn that place around. Depending on where he finishes. I think Brad Arthur, if he gets in the eights also from Spoon. Yeah. I think just from that consideration, look at from last but year. But I'm now. looking at Cleary's uh, his record, considering the, the situation there at the moment with the raft of injuries, they still you know, nailed into that top four and... Oh, 100%. But um, I, I you think... Know, last week, you know, we had the conversation, will they win another game? I said it was ridiculous, but, I mean, you and Gossip floated oh, the idea that they might not win another all, game. All I was getting and, at. look, I, I've, I heard that off probably 75% of people who I was talking to about the Panthers. Mm. They they thought their season was over. But on the week-to-week, and this is what I explained, or I've got to say, we, there's I no... I still think they're... they're you know, no side loses six games in a row. Oh, probably not. But there's there's no sh- the there's no show if you don't ask questions for the situation. Of course, they've, yeah, they've of course. done good. Um, I just thought that was a massive win, especially considering the dogs had won. Uh, sorry, lost two in a row as well. Looking at it, if I was going to say biggest turnaround, if the Eels made the eight, I think Arthur might get it. Yeah. I think it clearly done well, a great that's, job. That's one of my questions. Do, do you think they'll make the eight? With the draw, the with the draw, I think they should. They've got the cushiest run. They get three of the bottom four. You see, as I've said to you, I, the cushiest yeah, run is you, all, also you just watch the sides who are fighting to you, avoid the. You just watch Newcastle on the weekend, and you've seen where the Sharks are on the weekend. Yeah. If they stay flat, yeah, but see Newcastle the week before beat the Roosters. So yeah, I know. that one out. That fighting straight back. Yeah, got no idea. Um, the Bulldogs' problems. What are they? Well, there's a lot of problems. I think their halves are going terrible. Halves, are, halves, got a bit are, of origin halves are one problem. Their back line, they're probably their forwards want to be halves and not do the job that the forwards should be doing. What, what did I say earlier in the year when they went on their winning streak that it frustrated me and they started doing it? There's mm. too many Chiefs. Yeah. You know? Too many blokes want to be the ball player. I, not enough Indians. Someone, I have massive concerns a, with Josh Reynolds. I, I thought he was ordinary in the origin series. I'm not going to break it down now, but just his ability to control the game, it puts a lot of pressure on Trent Hawkinson. I don't think... 
Trent Hodkinson is na- that naturally gifted that he can handle it at this point in his career. But uh, the Warriors' premiership chances. They had a good win in Australia. The question's obviously been that they can't win in Australia. I know it was against Canberra, but... I'm still, still impressed for the fact that Ben, ben Henry answered. pulled out and Sean Johnson pulled out, and they were ruthless for 70 minutes until they ran out of players. Yeah. They they win to nil if they don't run out of players. I've got massive concerns with them winning at ANZ, but oh, just personally. I'm, um, I'm pretty happy with where they are at the moment. Um, I, I think, think they can win in Melbourne. It's more, proven that can it's more an attitude thing. And I think Mick Fadden right now has proved that he's got that attitude. But he won't know until they get to the finals, if they get to the finals. Seems like, like whenever they play in Queensland, they, they usually play well. In Melbourne, they're always a bogey side for the Storm. Mm. It just seems like whenever they land in Sydney, they struggle a little. So well, uh, we'll see over the next few weeks. We've got a tough game here at Penrith in, um, I think that might be the last round of the competition. It is the last so, round. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be a few hurdles for them to jump, and we'll probably get a better idea on that later. But uh, the Broncos season, is it over? Yeah, they got a pretty hard run home. Mm. I couldn't see them skipping. They'll have to beat the Dogs this week, I think, to, to reignite their chances. If they lose this week, I'm pretty close to putting a pen through them. They'll probably have to win four in a row. That's what I mean. They're one of these ones now in 22. Yeah, you've got to win four or five. It, it's 28 will be the absolute minimum. You can't get in with 28. If, result, if results went, no, I think. you can't get in with 28. But from what every time I've done the predictor, 30 was the last team in. That's what I'm saying. And the you other, the other team stayed on 20... Ninth was on 26. Uh, so. Melbourne Storm, top four. I said it a few weeks ago, I liked them for the top four. I think they're... It comes down to the next two weeks. they got the Sharks and Newcastle. And again, you said at Newcastle. I reckon Newcastle will fire up this week because it's at home. I'm not saying they're going to aim abuse at McLean, but it's the first time they would have seen Melbourne yeah. uh, since what's happened. Well, if, you saw how Newcastle handed their last... Game yeah, well, it, let's put it this way. way. If they beat the Sharks and they beat Newcastle with three games to go and they're sitting the on 30... Well, I think that game against the Roosters, and I said it two weeks ago, is going to be the one that decides that top four position. Newcastle, Penrith, and the Broncos. Broncos were one, only lost... I still think Penrith will slide out of the top four. I just think South are now really ramping up. The Roosters are, you know, they're sort of getting going. Obviously, the Storm are getting going. Uh, Melbourne... Uh, sorry, Manly are not falling out. The Cowboys are getting going. I just see. Oh, they're all. Going I, I don't think. I, I don't think the uh, the Panthers are going to fall that far. I think they might finish fifth, sixth. I, I tell you what, Penrith going to hope for, and this is what I, if I'm Penrith, I want to play the Dogs week one. Yeah. I don't want to play the Cowboys or the Warriors or the Storm if they fall in the bottom half. Or Eels. Because if any of those fall in the bottom half, I'm sorry, but I think Penrith go out first. Yeah, week. I don't know. That, that's a conversation. Oh, it's, for later, it's, the, it's the injuries, though. But we'll if see Mel- where they finish, and if, you see who they get back, they might get a few. If back. Melbourne are full strength and the Warriors are full strength, or the Cowboys slide in the way they're going right now, if I'm Penrith, I want Cowboys the, are in. I want the Bulldogs 100%. in the bottom half. I want yeah. the Bulldogs. I don't want to play one of those sides. Well, they look the obvious two for me to slip out, um, and I think they'll both finish fifth and sixth. Uh, or the Warriors. I don't Cowboys. know. I reckon, I don't, I I reckon really Penrith and the Dogs might find themselves somewhere in the 6-7-8. Six, six, eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, who do you think will get the spoon? Canberra? Oh, well, the Sharks just lost Wade Graham as well, so I don't think things are getting any better from that. I think it's going to come down to four and against, and the weekend set Canberra back, but the Cronulla Sharks are still 40, you know, 40 points worse just because they don't score as many. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know if Gallon's going to... I wouldn't risk Gallon. I wouldn't even bother. I would because I had a bet on Canberra. I had a bet on Canberra. I had Canberra start of the year, but they're they're, it's, it's, they're going to play each other. I think that one might decide it because that might be the only win the rest of them get. Plus, Canberra got the Dragons. As much as that sounds stupid, the Hoodoo still lives on. Yeah, it does. So I, until I see the Hoodoo game and the Raiders Sharks game, I can't make my mind up. I think those two might have a big bearing on what happens. Mm. Now, other questions? No. Uh, I've got next Titans coach. I think we know it's going to be Neil Henry probably. Yeah. I think they're pretty much sold on that idea. Just move the assistant in. Well, I, 
well, I sort of thought as soon as they got in there, that was Dan Nicardi. That was the plan? That was Dan Nicardi, obviously, yeah. And you've already touched on the Ricky Stewart one. I didn't have too many other ones you've, you've done on the top eight. So that wraps us up there. We might chuck something on the page later to get your fast fives of the week, see what you thought. We'll jump in now to the reviews of the games from the weekend. The round kicked off with the Penrith Panthers getting a tough win over the Bulldogs and a critical one to avoid three in a row, 22-16. to 16. It is, yeah. It was a crazy win for Penrith. Uh, the Bulldogs, they were scrappy, but uh, credit where credit is due. And the Panthers, you know, they ground away early and wore the Dogs down. And they got a couple of trials that were lucky and the Dogs had a couple that were disallowed that were uh, probably unlucky, but that's footy. Yeah, that is footy. I think I didn't have a problem with many of them, but we disagree on the Lafayette one, as many people will. Uh, it's an argument; it's never going to be won. Same as always, people inside well, outside. Fitler and Johns and Sterling and that had an argument about it on the footy show on Sunday. I was watching that last night, so yeah, I, I don't think it's. Uh, you know, I think we both sort of agree on, or agree to disagree on our both of our perspectives, but I think the issue is the rule. Yeah, the I rule. Think, there's I think, too much grey area in the rule. Either you have to have control of the ball. And a, and, a, and a grip on the ball, or you only have to have a fingertip on it. Yeah, like I said, downward... Because for me, the argument for me is, is that if you've got a fingertip on it, you don't have control. Downward but pressure. You'd say that's downward pressure. You're scoring a try, so yeah. for me, you've just got to ground it. Well, so. we disagree on that, but I think yeah. it's the rule that needs to be sorted out. And yeah, the interpretation 100%, 100%. of referees. That's the thing when I saw the Guerrero one, and people said he dropped it. To me, he's planted it. He slammed it. Yeah. And he scored. And again, that, that's the black and white. You're scoring a try, you're playing the ball, what are you doing? Yeah. So to me, that's a try. You've just got to get downward pressure, force it in the floor. What happens afterwards doesn't matter. Yeah. It can fly out, spin somewhere. Same as the friend one. It says the letter of the law as long as you don't lose control. I know he didn't have full control, but we downward pressured it when he had it in between his arms still. Yeah. But again, like you said, it's a black and grey area in the game. Yeah. Was beforehand, still is now. The rule still is much better. And people are going to have different perspectives. But the number one thing that probably annoyed us on Twitter, people get angry, neither support the Bulldogs. No. And same as someone else having a go at you from another game. I think it was a Sharks fan about a try in another no, game. No, no, it was the it was the um, inside shoulder. It was a ta- it was the no try for. Oh, it was the try awarded to the Camarillo? Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. Then I thought that was to do with the nah. the groundings, but Manly. I'm oh, not about Manly. Penrith, very very tough, hung in there. Uh, dogs, like you said, unlucky couple of tries, but number one halves terrible, uh, just lack of control, not enough go forward. Cassiano. If they're looking to offload him still, I think that's probably not a bad idea. Oh, yeah, too they've, many cooks. They've got a million forwards. Everyone thinks they're a halfback. Yeah. Tony Williams, I didn't think, was too... I think missing Frank Pritchard. He straightens them up. Well, he, he, just he does what his job is on yeah. the edge. He hits a hole. All, yeah. all of them think they're halfbacks. James Graham is the only one who should be distributing any pill. That's okay. it. He's the only one, I think. And we said that earlier in the year, when they, before they won that win streak. I told you, four or five weeks, if I was coaching that side, it's pretty straightforward. Lay the platform for us. They're massive. They smack, They can just smash sides up if they want it. Yeah. And they've gone back to what they were doing earlier in the year when they were kind of patchy. Go back to what was working for you. Lay the platform for your halves. Give them some time. I know they're missing Josh Morris and that, but they're still, that's the other thing they're light on. They're light on the back line. Yeah. They're very, very light in that department. Besides Lafayette, I don't know Morris is out. I can't see like a, a quality strike weapon that I'd like to give early ball to. Yeah, exactly. There's no one really out there you can chuck it to and say, make something happen for me. So uh, they've got a little bit to work on. Penrith... Uh, massive result purely I think on the flip side Taylor going down with an ACL Kite Peck Cartwright gone probably syndesmosis another three down for the rest of the year it hurt them later on uh, they let a couple of tries in bit tired bit worn down but they got the job done and 
Uh, Matt Moylan again, uh, I think, you know, keep bringing his name up, keep speaking about him, but he's just kept coming on the leaps and bounds, and it was a tough effort by the Panthers. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Bulldogs definitely got some things to sort out. They've got the Broncos at home this week, and they both need a win. 100% need a win. Well, they do. Bulldogs are still in the eight, but their 26 is going to have them sitting in the bottom if they lose this weekend, and a couple of those teams on 24 win. Exactly. So yeah. this, this is a must win after three losses. Uh, you look at Manly on their Friday night game, 16-14 over the Broncos there. A tough performance. Not, not a, uh, not, you can't say a quality one, but nevertheless, they got the job done. What they do so well. Yeah. Week in, week out. They turned up. Uh, the no-name forwards, as you put it, I think, were the big thing. And Kieran Foran. Kieran Foran, head and shoulders, to me this year, has been better than Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah, Jamie Lyon was good. And I saw a question the other day, and I couldn't agree more. Someone said, if Daly Cherry Evans is worth $1 million, then what's Kieran Foran worth? Well, they're both worth a million, clearly. They both complement each other. Oh, I just uh, mean in general, though. Like, if you took the, if, million. If you took million. Kieran Foran away, you could build a club around Kieran Foran. His attitude, uh, you know, the toughness, the way he plays the game, the kind of bloke he is... If he's not looking at a substantial payday, I'd be very disappointed as well because why he doesn't do all the flash stuff, take him away from uh, Daly Cherry Evans. He's not the player he is without Kieran Foran yeah. and the way they play their football. And I'll tell you, if I was running a club at the moment, I'd be happy for $3 million of my 7.5 to be um, made up of your two halves, hooker and fullback. I'd just splurge on those areas. As long yeah, as you can build uh, around the rest. As long as you can get some quality bits to fit in between, I'm probably with you. To fit the system, it's worked at Melbourne. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought Manly, in particular, Kieran Foyne, like we said, he was probably the standout. He iced the game late on for him and it was still kind of in the balance. The Broncos, well, it's just a bit of same old, same old, isn't it? Struggling after Origin. The Griffin situation, Ben Hunt still pretty much playing on his own. Barber hasn't really fixed too much at six. I think Hoffman's doing a good job at fullback. Uh, but yeah, there's just not much there. Justin Hodges went off with a hamstring injury. I think they're, they're just about run their race, I think. Yeah. They're flattening out. Uh, I, I'm still really interested to see what Wayne Bennett's going to do next year. He's got some work to do up there. Because I don't really think... There hasn't really been any recruitment. No. And they're looking to push one or two out, and they haven't really signed Maguire, Hennett, or anyone, so they haven't really sorted out their roster yet either. Yeah. So not only is there questions about what they're going to do with their own playing staff, but they don't really have anything coming in. It's like, oh, they've got Milford coming, sorry. What am I thinking about? But again, uh, if he brings Boyd, and he's got Milford, Barber, Hoffman, someone's got to go. Well, yeah, we're going to shuffle the shuffle the seats, don't they? And Maguire need, needs to stay. If he lets Maguire walk, he's going to go. No doubt he's going. To, I've got no doubt he'll be, he'll be gone. Well, I'll tell you what. If it's Hannah Kennedy and the Maguire, Maguire gets the money. I don't keep Hannah. I think Kennedy will be gone as well. Well, Christ, I, I don't know if he plans on suffering for a year, but I don't think there's enough there to dip into the well and rely on it for one year. Mm. Uh, but yeah, another win by Manly. Pretty much think that the minor premiership would be wrapped up, but could be brought back into contention this weekend. They're away to South Sydney. So that game... Yeah, SCG Friday night. It'll be a cracker. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who'll win. Manly, Manly look to be flattening out a little, but and South seem to be improving, but I'm sure Manly will get themselves up for this one. Oh, they always get themselves up for the games. I think, I think that performance last week had a lot to do with the fact that they played in, in Auckland late, uh, Sunday afternoon yeah, or evening Friday. there, uh, and then had a Friday game to back up. So they would have lost Monday most the week of Tuesday. Just recovery. They probably have uh, you know one or two training sessions, maybe. Oh, I reckon they would have been lucky to do recovery for a few days in one bullock session. Really, yeah. that's probably did a bit of video. But moving on to Saturday, the Parramatta Eels thirty-two to twelve over the Cronulla Sharks. No surprise in this performance. No. Daylight. 
sun, 3pm, conducive to the kind of football that the Parramatta like to play, bash and barge and then get it to the edges. And, uh, again, we were talking about coaches here earlier. I love Brad Arthur. They're great to watch play football. Yeah. They just play what's in front of them. Jared Hayne, Chrissy Sandow, like, he's brought him back out of his shell. It's so good to see a player like that who plays backyard rules just doing what he does best. Yeah, and, um, yeah. The Isaac DeGoyce buyer, smart purchase, veteran kind of player, filled in nicely. The Fords did a real good job again. I thought Junior Paulo, those big boppers, really laid the platform. But Jared Hayne, uh, class above his own, just short of 300 metres, every touch quality, took him apart. And, and as far as the Sharks are concerned, it just kind of hurts. Again, you know, the, the injury problems for feeders back playing pretty well, but Wade Graham bows out now for the rest of the year. Yeah. And, um, you know, probably the upside, Farmanu Brown, the six, he played really good again. I'm really impressed with him. And Valentine Holmes showed some real class in his first game. Yeah, he made a couple of errors, but he'll get better. Oh, yeah. Um, Parramatta just too good. They've got more to play for. That was sort of the sentiment that we uh, outlined last week, and it proved to be the probably the determining factor in that game. Yeah, well, the Sharkies, uh, my probably only issue, again, like I said, Leash is walking out the door. They've got to keep Holmes, Brown, but there's still a lot of guys that should be there. That's what keeps annoying me every time I watch them thinking there could be a really good young base there to build around, but yep. uh, half of them aren't there, as it seems. And recruitment, uh, I've heard absolutely nothing besides Brad Takarengi. That's the only one I've heard so far. Yeah, tops. So if that's going to be their key signing, that's not going to solve too many problems. Mm, so a few for the Titans. Mm, well, what are you going to do about that situation? But the Eels, things uh, are looking pretty good on the run home for the finals here. They've got the Canberra Raiders at home. Yeah. So they've lost Shillington, uh, Baptiste, also Fensum. Terry Campisi is missing a week or two. That's probably going to do my favour, to be honest, the way he's been playing. But everything to play for if you're a Parramatta Eel. And the Cronulla Sharks, things aren't going to get any kinder for them. They've got to play the Warriors in New Zealand. Mm. So that's a pretty quick time to be heading over there. Yep. Saturday again, the Cowboys. They keep running on 28-8 to eight over the Titans. And what a return in particular. The highlight for me was watching Gavin Cooper come back so early. Yeah, he was good. He, the he, Titans hung in for 30 minutes in this game but and then conceded back-to-back tries, came out second half, conceded a try and just lost it. They lost were, all their discipline. They were uh, very angry with a lot they of not They can't post points. They're just frustrated, mate. They, they've got nothing, nothing to offer offensively without their halves, uh, without a, a consistent fullback. I think David Mead, he's outshone Zillman this year, but... Whether he's even the answer there, I don't know. But we've just got nothing in attack. The hookers, hooker options we've got. Sharma's injured. Flume's not up to it. Your halves are out. So, and your your better better players in the forward pack aren't having an impact. And you look at the Cowboys; they're building at the nice at the right time. They get they Scott back. Scott back on. Cooper back on. Tamalolo, he's got a headache there. He played him tight for some of that game. He's starting to take real nice shape again. Edges were good, and Jonathan Thurston. Same thing we always seem to say. Start of the year, you couldn't buy a winner with him. He was frustrating as hell, but as soon as this little run home comes, he's been on fire. Yeah, he, He's probably won three or four, uh, you know, probably 12 points the last four weeks with Dalian in points. He'll be very close to taking that medal along with Jared Hayden now that Sam Burgess is out. Mm. They've been cleaning up the three-pointers. Yeah, they have. I think the difference will be that the Cowboys might win a game or two more than Parra. But Parra's actually got a pretty padded run home, so it's all going to depend on Ws, I think. But those two blokes are the only two, I think, that are contending the Dalian medal right now. Yeah, one of those two is going to win it. But Thurston, good to see those boys back. Uh, Tamo had the week off for that neck injury. He should be back next week. So things keep taking uh, flight. Matty Wright is one that I've looked at up there and thought he's been really good since they brought him in. He's been going well. And yeah. uh, you know, that's I, I thought he was pretty flat at the Sharks. Didn't think there was much of a future, but that's good by Paul Green. He's kind of revived him. And uh, Lachlan Cooper getting news. He's going to be playing Queensland Cup. 
I don't think I could bring him back in. Well, I've heard you murmurs. You don't change a winning thought. People saying they're going to move. Uh, you'd move Morgan. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. Yeah. Morgan made the Origin squad. Doesn't happen. That's the stupidest thing I've heard. Doesn't if anything happen. was going to happen, maybe him at six. But even now, with Louis, things are flowing. No. So I don't touch it. You don't change it. Very, very silly to hear that. But it's good to hear that he's back playing. That's mm. the simple part. Oh, Tarek Sims was good in this game too. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Ashton is crazy. Yeah, oh, Ashton's an idiot. I love it. It's absolutely it's getting, getting very angry before he heads off. But they've got the Tigers this week at home. So, again, all these sides that are building for the They'll eight, kill the Tigers. they're getting some uh, pretty good opportunities. The Tigers probably going to have... What, what day is that? Saturday? Oh, I'm not 100% sure. I've well, just got so here. Tigers, Tigers go from a Monday to a Saturday backup, I think, and they've got to travel all the way up there. Well, they're talking about issues of their own. They were talking about recovery last night. And uh, as far as the Titans, again, we keep talking about these top sides getting uh, a good week. They've got the Roosters. Monday night, yeah. They've got the Roosters, so, yeah, that, that's not going to be fun for the Titans. Nope. Saturday finished up. Speaking of the Roosters, they got to win 30-22 to 22 over the Dragons, kind of stunting their shot to kind of make a run at the eight. Uh, again, it was sort of a clumsy kind of win. They kind of dragged their way there, but they just, you know, when they feel like winning, they just seem to get the job done, don't they? Yeah. When they want to score a try, they score a try. When they put in a little bit of a stint, uh, they just get the job done. Yep. But the scary thing is, and I'll keep saying it until I see it in the finals, they're going to be there. Of course Plain they and simple, yeah. they're going to be there. Whether they click or not uh, is another story. But the fact that you could be sitting there second best for and against, like in fourth position, when you've barely broke a sweat, is scary. And, they're, and they've probably blooded in more players this year to the squad. So there's a couple of guys that have got some first-grade experience. So they're well-versed and ready for finals when it comes around. Yeah, they're it's a proven, just, proven horse. Proven horse over the distance, mm. the class horse. It's just whether they can produce it come the best, uh, well, obviously the crunch time of the season. Last year they had all the motivation in the world. This year, uh, you know, they've won one. So it'll just be whether they can produce their best football in September. That's that's the question. No one would be shocked if they went back to back. No. They've I, definitely got the rules to If they fired, there'd be no surprise. I didn't think the Dragons were too bad. Dragons um, tested them. They, 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 they've got their own style of attack, the Dragons. That's what I like about McGregor. He's throwing all that crap that Steve Price was employing in terms of your boring shapes and they're actually throwing some footy out here they're, they're spinning the ball in yardage and uh, they're trying to play to their strengths um, yeah their edges they are yeah so yeah. I, I don't mind the way they're playing I think Widop and Benji that's worked out pretty well and I'm very happy the fact that Benji's kind of stayed out of the media too since he's gone there Yeah, he went quiet after all the little kerfuffle when he first came back and caused a bit of a stir and he's not playing that bad He's playing all right. But uh, him, Widop, I thought they were pretty good. Dugan, he's looking good at centre. I still think he needs to play fullback, though. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough good quality ball. Uh, probably just, you know, that left side let him down a few times again. The Roosters, it's been the same three players all year that always come to mind for me. That's yeah. Boyd Cordner, Sam Moe, and Jake Friend. And probably Aiden Guerra. I reckon Aiden Guerra's been close to their best forward as well. Cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, they've got the Titans this week. Another one of these games where you'd like to think they're going to put a score on, but it just kind of hasn't happened yet. They've just been kind of cruising along, posting wins. Stuff to see how that one plays out. But uh, I think the Titans might be for a hard week. The Dragons, they've got the Panthers. And this one's pretty important. Every game's important for them now, being on 22. They have to win. Pretty much. And yeah, the Panthers, I think this is the one uh, out of their hard draw home. If they win this one, they could pretty much consider well, themselves... Well, then they can, they can really eye in on the top four spot. Mm, but they can consider themselves almost sold in at 30 points then. They are. They're they reach 30, the 30 point mark. Yeah. So that, that'll be an interesting game, especially after last time. Yeah. The Panthers got up, uh, you know, got away nice and early, and then the Dragons to the kitchen sink and almost took it from them. Yeah. Those two points later in the year could be the ones like last year when the Panthers lost to the Tigers that cost the Dragons yeah. a spot in the final. So that should be a really good game. But Sunday... Well, 
what do you say about this one? 54 to 18, the Warriors over the Raiders. Clinical. Clinical. The Warriors are cut above and the Raiders are the worst team in the comp. Ruthless is the word that came to my mind because at half time when he was 28 nil up, he said, I don't want anything to change. They proceeded to score another 26 points in 30 minutes, pretty much doubling their effort. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that let the 18 points in was the fact they had 12 on the field. And, I, you know, some people I've heard stupidly say that was disrespectful. He had injuries. If he feels like, disrespectful. If he feels that he doesn't want to play someone who's got a niggle, well, then guess what? When you win 54-0, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, Sam Tompkins, one of his better games, even though the Raiders weren't great. I think I don't think people have knifed him a little bit. I don't think he's having that bad of a year. I just think it's people don't like him. Well, I think Chad Townsend deserves a rap too. People still aren't giving Chad Townsend any credit. Yeah, he had a brilliant game. He controlled things, kicked well, steered the ship. Little while was a good plug there, but that was Chad Townsend's game on the weekend. He was in control for seventy minutes until they pulled players off and put him short. But they rolled all over. Amani Vadavai got a hat trick. I don't know what's happened this year, but he he's been next level. I think yeah. he's been brilliant. He is now. Well, he's always been one of the better wingers, but he's had those errors. He doesn't make errors now. He made one last week and the play the ball, but it's not three a week. Yeah. He does all the yardage carries. He takes first hit-ups off taps. He's finishing a second and run, and he's brilliant on the high ball. He's really, really developed at the back end of his career now. He has. And uh, the scary thing is, he's, what is he? He's only 28, isn't he? Something like that, yeah. So he's still got... He's, not, know, even, he's not 30. No, he's still got time left, and uh, the development's just nice to say a couple of years ago you'd be laughing or looking at him going, when are you going to get an error out of him? But exactly. they're, they're sitting there waiting to be a contender. It's just a matter of the attitude. Well, they are. They've got the forwards. They've got the halves. They've got depth, too. Because when Sean Johnson comes back, they've got him, Townsend, Lula White. And Tui Lola here's been playing. He played very well in the weekend. They're, um, they need to make sure they finish top six. If they finish top six, they'll get, worst case, you know, they land top four, they'll get another chance. If they finish fifth or sixth, they'll get a home final. So uh, you can almost pencil them in. If they're top six, they're going to be around... <laughs> Uh, come week two of the finals, and then it'll just be a question of whether they can win in Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne or yeah, in Australia. Well, they've got depth. They've got depth in halves, depth in forwards. Uh, nine. Same as the Cowboys. I look at the Warriors and the Cowboys. I think they'll probably finish fifth and sixth, or if not higher. Uh, and the, the question might be, you know, obviously they'll get the home field advantage. They'll win, and then they'll, you know, whether they can win in Sydney. Yeah. Come over and get the job done, but Canberra. Things just don't get any better. I, we don't even need to talk about Canberra. We say it every single week. Halves terrible. Go forward terrible. Just absolutely disgusting. Shillington's out for the rest of the year, as is Baptiste, as is Fensum. Uh, Terry Campese is going to miss a week or two. So I'll be very interested to see what side they put out the field this week for the Parramatta Eels who are in decent form. And they're going to play at Pertec, where they've got an excellent record. It's not so. at Pertec. It's not at Pertec. No, it's at Darwin, I think. Oh, this is the one that's getting moved, is it? Yeah. The Eels fans were filthy about this one. This is the, the Ricky Stewart TIO Stadium. Yeah, this is the Ricky Stewart game, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. This I'm, I'm filthy no, about that. I, I wanted that to be a Pertec. That would have been awesome. I don't even know if Ricky would have been able to make it off the bus, but the Warriors, you mentioned it before, they're home against the Sharks. That should be a bit of a gimme. I, I, I hate to say that, but... Should be. Sharks are a bit the same. They're running out of some troops. But South Sydney on Sunday, 50-10 to 10 over Newcastle. Another one of these games where you say, well, no surprises. This is that time of the year where the best sides rise to the top. Newcastle. I didn't expect them to win by that much, but... Oh, hell no. But Newcastle, not much to play for. I uh, thought probably the back three tried hard, the young kids. But as you said, that you know, uh, I think that's good summed it up best. They're all positive about their football. They haven't found negativity yet. They're not in uh, first grade for long enough to kind of be, uh, you know, bashed up a little bit or beaten by the media or beaten down by other teams to kind of break their spirit. But in every other aspect of the game, they were beaten. 
that little four-minute period there where Clydesdale, I think, got lucky. He controlled a ball off someone's leg to score a try. Other than that, one-way traffic. Forwards killed him. Luke Keary in particular and Isaac Luke I thought were brilliant. Uh, he hooked up really well on the left edge there with all the Queensland boys, McQueen, Inglis, and just the kid in the back line. Orvar's three-time change to score in the corner. Yeah. Johnston's hat-trick and pure speed. And the Dylan Walker try off that volley from Chris McQueen. Just all one-way traffic. A lot stuck for the Rabbitohs. Oh, I still think, it was, still think it was a very quality performance. Yeah, it was, so. definitely. A lot stuck. And the Knights, you just don't know what you're going to get at them. Nah, well, I think this week, if any week, if they're going to get motivated, it's going to be against Melbourne at home. Yeah. This more, I'm not saying like a revenge or a vengeance game, but if there's any kind of ill feeling on anybody... Well, you know, they proved that against the Roosters. Oh, if there's anything they're going to get angry about, this may be this weekend. Uh, we already mentioned before the SCG cracker this weekend. It's Manly versus South. This is probably my favourite game. Uh, coming up this weekend, yeah, besides that Melbourne-Newcastle game, if the spice is there. But I, I really think that'll be a great game between Manly and South. It could ignite the minor premiership battle. It may end the minor premiership battle. Oh, it pretty much will. It will. If but, Manly uh, win, they're six points clear. Really four looking, play, four yeah, really looking forward to watching this game. That'll be a cracker. But we wrap things up. Monday night, a game we went to out there at Campbelltown. It was the Melbourne Storm, 28-6 to six victors. Over the Tigers, and the one word that everyone gets sick of hearing about Melbourne, but I'm going to use it, clinical. Yeah. The Tigers were the better side for the first 15, I thought. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, Melbourne weathered the storm, and that well, they, was it. They won the penalty count 12-7. They had some good ball. Uh, Melbourne weathered the storm, especially that second half, I think, particularly when we were, they were in front of us, and they were attacking, attacking, attacking. Yeah, with and, about 20 to go. Yeah. That- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. They had a real red-hot crack to try and break them up, and they did it in the first half too when Mahir made that error after two or three sets under pressure. But uh, Melbourne looked like they fixed their defence up. You mentioned it last night. Yeah, they. Oh, I think they defend in two different two different mannerisms, so two different structures. I think when they're man on, they sort of jam in, and if they're, if they're uh, outnumbered, they seem to sort of defending tight and then once the pass goes they just move across they shadow and sort of shadow it out yeah. yeah well they did a really good job Akawala. if you have a look at the try that Akawala scored that was an example of they were outnumbered and then they shadowed out and Akawala got on the outside did a good of, job um, the winger and I think it was Corabidi and, it, well, that, and Craig Bellamy be saying well you know, if they're going to score a try he has to score it in the centimetres yeah. before the sideline you know? right so, in the corner that's the only place you want people to be scoring exactly so. uh, other but that, other than that I thought their defence is looking really really good and that was the only concern I sort of had with Melbourne you, you never question their attack it's only been their defence and their defence over the last month or so has been pretty good well that brilliant team try at the guts like you said that went through a couple of hands before it found all the big three was a cracker uh, other than that, the kicking game. They, yeah. they burned him on the edges of the kicking game. Cora Beatty, good welcome back. Yeah, he was, he was, pretty, good. Got he was the, pretty good. Got the double there. Wanga got one on the other side, but clinical on the edges. Better defence. Uh, Cooper Crocs kicking game over there too. He, he, he tricked us a few times, finding grass, just controlling the game. Yeah. Melbourne just pretty much went through the motions. I don't really think they had to break a sweat last night. No. Uh, yeah, they had those few patches of defence, but as far as attacking and the general flow of the game, went, that, they were just calm and composed the whole time. Yeah. Uh, almost a ball over the last 10, but, you know, nothing really to be gained out of that. A couple of players on report. I think Akawala 
uh, and Bodine Thompson facing one to two weeks, depending on early guilty pleas. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other players up this weekend as well. But And the only other thing for me was we were listening on the way home. Robbie Farrell, no press conference with Mick Potter. Uh, I, I Robbie Potter said it was just his time that he wasn't scheduled oh, in to be there this he week. He said so. Galloway's 150th. I'm not going to read much in it, but I'm just saying it's not really, mm. uh, you know, what I was expecting after that week. I thought he might have said something, but it doesn't get any better. They've got to go play the Cowboys, as we said. Things definitely not any easier. They're right on the fringe now. Yeah, They need to win, realistically, four of their last five to make sure they're in. And as far as Melbourne are concerned, we just said it before, Newcastle at Newcastle. This should be a great game. I'm looking forward to watching this one. I really do hope Newcastle fire up for it, but whether they do or not remains to be seen. But that wraps us up for the reviews of the games for the weekend. We'll jump in now for our sportingbet.com lines game, give you all the odds, and uh, try and pick the lines for the games coming up this weekend in round 22 of the NRL. Our Lions game brought to you by SportingBet.com. There is no better bet than a sporting bet if you want to bet on the NRL or any other sport. And Brock, you're going to be running us through here today. Alrighty, the uh, South Sydney versus Manly game will kick us off in Sydney on Friday night. South Sydney, there two dollars fifteen, uh, and Manly are a dollar seventy-two favourites with the line. Uh, going minus two and a half to Manly at a dollar ninety-one. Yep, well I had minus two and a half. You had minus three and a half, so that's one to me. Uh, I think this will be an absolute ripper of a game, like I said. The one I'm looking forward to most this round, and I'd probably flip a coin. As we said, Manly uh, looking a bit flat, but, you know, short turnaround, hard game on the Friday, a couple of hard games in a row. South Whitlow building nicely, so it should be a great game. Yeah. Uh, all right, the second Friday night game, which will go live into Brisbane. The Broncos, they're $1.82 favourites uh, at home. The Canterbury Bulldogs, $2, a line, one and a half to the Broncos. And for me... That's as simple as home ground advantage. Yeah, well, you've got one and a half. I went minus two and a half, but uh, yeah, pretty much spot on there. You've got that on the Broncos. Flip a coin. Don't know what to expect. Both haven't been in great form. I think the Broncos probably showed more positive signs than what the Bulldogs have, but yeah. uh, I really don't know what to think about this game. Pretty much. Uh, the first game on Saturday is a 5.30 game at Newcastle with the Knights. They're $4.65 outsiders and probably deservedly so. Um, up against the Melbourne Storm, and the Lions running minus twelve and a half to Melbourne at dollar ninety one. Yeah, well, you were minus eleven and a half. I was minus ten and a half, so that's your way. Uh, hard one to pick. You don't know what to expect. I would have thought they might have given them a few points less, just expecting a bit of backlash going up there, mm. uh, and it being Melbourne. But from everything you've seen, you'd think Melbourne all the way, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, the second game of three on Saturday night, the North Queensland Cowboys there at home to the West Tigers. The Cowboys dollar fifteen favourites. West Tigers five dollars fifty. Thanks for coming. And the line is minus fifteen and a half at a dollar ninety one to oh, the cows. That's massive and ridiculous. You had minus ten and a half. I had minus nine and a half. But I think that's too many mm. for for you know one week's before. Probably a little bit of a knee jerk reaction to yeah. The way that West were dismantled last Farrah, night. Last night, just everything probably having to back up and travel. I think probably just the attitude thing might have everyone responded that they're going to you know finish the year pretty poorly. Yeah. Uh, the third game is up there in Darwin. Uh, the Parramatta Eels, they take on the Canberra Raiders. The Parramatta Eels, they're eighteen favourites. Raiders, $5. Um, and the line is minus 13.5 to the Eels at $1.91. Yeah, well, you're minus 6.5. I was minus 10.5. But again, that's, uh, I think that one's pretty fair. They're depleted. They're going to be lucky. Yeah, to I don't fill. know why I went 6.5. They'll be lucky to be able to fill the team, to be honest. Absolutely. Uh, the first of Sunday... Uh, or first of the Sunday game, season New Zealand Warriors taking on the Cronulla Sharks. Over there 
at uh, Ericsson or what do they call it? Mount yeah, Smart Stadium. Yeah, at Ericsson. Uh, the Warriors, massive favourites, dollar fifteen. The Cronulla Sharks, five dollars fifty, and the Lion minus fifteen and a half. I'll tell you what, everything's super short this weekend. You went minus ten and a half. I went minus eleven and a half. So that's one to me. Yeah. Um, but wow, the, the Lions are massive this week. It is. Um, the second Sunday game, the Channel Nine game, St George Dragons up against the Penrith Panthers. The Dragons, dollar sixty favourites, two thirty five. The Panthers and the Lion is minus four to the Dragons. Yeah, well, the troops that are out. Uh, you know, that's probably one thing, home game. That'll be the second thing. We both went minus three and a half, so that's a split point. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised they're a couple of point favourite. Just banned at home. Haven't been playing bad and pounded a few troops down. Yeah, uh, the final game, Monday night, it'll be a game that I'm going to travel to in the hope that maybe the Titans can pull their fingers out. But the Sydney Roosters, they're at home to the Gold Coast. The Sydney Roosters, they're $1.18 favourites. The Titans are at $5, and the line is plus 13.5 at $1.91, or yeah. minus 13.5 for the Roosters. We went minus 12.5, I went minus 10.5, so you're very close there. That one's fair, I think. Yeah, You'd be expecting something from the Roosters, but, um, yeah, what do you say? There's a lot this round of teams that are pretty much already finished or have some injury problems and are lingering on the outside. There's four or five games there. The odds are just massive. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm having a bet this weekend, looking at that, I'd be more looking at try scorers. Yeah, like two score or you know something along those lines because you're not going to get much value head to head. That's for sure. No, not unless you put all five of those together. Oh, they're absolutely massive. As always, a big thank you goes to SportingBet.com. Keep your eyes open for our pick the score competitions that we run on our page on the NRL Gossip page for your chance to win a hundred dollar free bet from SportingBet.com. So massive thanks to them. And if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, remember there is no better bet than a sporting bet. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back Mr. Gossip, the Penny Panthers, mate, resurgent, after uh, lots of questions whether they win, uh, win another game. Yeah, uh, all going for uh, three in a row, but turned around for a moment. Good performance by the, by the Panthers. Mm. Few uh, refereeing calls, I must say, went our way, but I think the better team won on the night. Definitely, no doubt about it. They leaked points late, Penrith, as well. The scoreline didn't reflect how dominant they were. Yeah, no, they were, they were very good. Seguiara uh, was just fantastic, and so was they were the two best on ground. But um, I'm a happy boy, and I'm sure uh, Rocky is just as happy with Cartwright today mm. resigning after that year in the role. Yeah, something had to change, mate. Something had to change. So maybe, I'd, you know, you don't want to you don't want to lump it all on him, but um, he had to take some of the responsibility. And I think he's had more than long enough to prove himself. And I was just saying to you guys off air that they haven't played in the final since September 2010, and it's you know he's probably the he's the longest serving coach I think at one club apart from Craig Bellamy. So. Uh, he's he's had more than enough opportunity and time, so it was it was the right call, um, bladed or not. Uh, you know this season's obviously gone, so we'll see what they can produce next year. But uh, you know, did they say Henry's going to take over for the rest of the year and then next year, or they didn't sort of go into yeah. it next year? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Henry, Henry, that saying is the caretaker coach, but I think we all know that he's yeah, going to stay in the role permanently. And I think it's fantastic for the Titans. The best news the Titans have had all year is that the coach is out and, and Henry's in and. Obviously, um, co-owner Michael Sell as well has resigned from the board too. So, big change at the time. It's, it's definitely needed. Um, yeah, they also need some bums on seats too. They've, unfortunately, their um, 
Titans next year. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. With change comes, you know, hope. I guess so. There'll be there'll be hope for us next year, but. Uh, you know, I, I do think it's a little bit too late in terms of, like, how is Henry supposed to recruit for next year? You know, we've sort of left that late. You're looking at the problems that even the Raiders are having in terms of recruitment. So it could be another lean year next year, but you know, at least we're going to have some people in there making decisions that, you know, hopefully aren't going to make the mistakes of those um, in the past. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. I guess, boys, while we're still talking on coaches and you just touched on the Raiders, that's my next point. And obviously, Ricky Stewart's in a world of hurt and so are Raiders fans. But now we know that the, the Canberra Raiders board, they're not happy with Sticky. Um, but unfortunately, they're paying him $850,000 a season. Um, and if, if, if they're going to sack him, uh, it's going to cost them $2.5 million just to get rid of him to get another coach. So, I can't believe they're even talking about it. Consecutive years, but I've said it before and I'll yeah. say it again. There's no coach in the NRL that deserves any more than a two-year deal. Probably besides Des Hasler, Craig Bellamy, and Maguire is kind of forging uh, a bit of a path in that regard. But he's still early on. Wayne Bennett. There's only a couple of blokes that deserve anything more than two years. Well, I'd comfortably give those guys four years, comfortably. Yeah, I would never give Ricky Stewart seven years. But he got four, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he get seven? No, he four. Uh, four, I thought it was four. But they, were, they were talking yeah. some stupid, like, seven years, seven million dollar plan, but it wasn't. It was four years. Four years, four years. So they're still tied in two and a half million, though, if they want to get rid of him. So, end of the day, stupid by then. They sacked Ferner. Ferner's at about 350. They put an extra 500 on top for a bloke who just won the spoon. He got fired from another club two years previous where he almost won the spoon and pretty much ran him into the ground. So, his track record wasn't great anyway. So, how they justified the 850 is beyond me, but that's their mistake now, so deal with it. David Ferner's up there drinking bloody pina coladas and coronas. Like, as an assistant coach for the Cowboys, how good is his life going? That's right. And Ferner had twice the amount of wins this time last season, and then Sticky was pretty much the same roster as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Uh, that doesn't look good for him. Yeah. Uh, but look, still on coaches, Desi has, obviously, he's comfortable with the Bulldogs, but. There is some talk, and even though people will deny it, that he is talking with Foreign. A Foreign's contract is up next season, um, and we know there's problems at Manly. So, look, Daly Cherry Evans looks like he'll stay, but one of them's going to have to go, whether it be Brett Stewart or Foreign. Either Foreign or Stewart, one of them will be in at, the, at the Dogs at the end of next season. I guarantee didn't, it. Didn't they sign Reynolds on the ridiculous four-year deal as well, though? Because he was shopping himself around for an absolute mint last year. Too, but, um, so if you're tied to him and Hodkinson, how, do, how does that work out? If you're going to outlay money for Kieran Foran, you're stuck with them. We're going to have to get rid of some forwards. Yeah, yeah Cassiano's been linked to the Dragons, so they are trying to get, get rid of them. Mm. Well, he, he's the first one to be pushing out the door. 
Well, if I could get Kieran Foran, mate, I'll be making room for him. Pritchard will be leaving as well. Pritchard, Pritchard will either be retiring or moving on. There's no way he'll be chewing up as much anymore once uh, after this year, that pec injury and all well, that. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, if Kieran Foran's on the open market, you'd be mad not to have a crack at him. Oh, I'd have a crack, but I'm just saying, for the amount they outlaid last year on uh, Reynolds for some of the prices that we were hearing talking about, mm. if you've just got a six and then you're getting one when you've got another one still running for two years, there's only one way it's working. Unless they're looking... At the possibility, if the Leisha thing doesn't work out, of pushing Reynolds back to nine where he originally started, which is how he came into grade. And I think he's probably a better nine than he is a six, to be honest. Mm. Well, he can't tackle. And if he's going to be in the middle of the field, that's going to be a big issue. Yeah, well, that's that's their going to be their burden. It's all, uh, all speculation. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you boys didn't give Robbie Farrell this time on Monday night, did you? No, I would have run over him if I saw Lewis, him. Lewis would have been grabbing my steering wheel and running over him. Yeah. <laughs> he's not his biggest fan at the moment. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's not very popular at the moment. And, and what a mess of the Tigers. It's pretty much Robbie Farrow versus Grant May, the CEO of the Tigers. Um, both of them just absolutely hate each other. And I'm hearing a bit of a toss of the coin that either one of them will go. Well, you think it has to happen, yeah? Yeah, you know, they're talking about Potter. Yeah, do you think Potter will go? Uh, I do, yeah. Uh, there's a coup against him, but there was a coup this time last year too from the players uh, to get rid of him. Uh, I'll tell you what, I've heard, yeah. I've heard some some crazy, crazy stories this week coming out of the Tigers. I, you know, I don't know what to believe, but um, yeah, I've heard you know the pro Mick Potter rumours. I've heard the pro, or you know the pro the players, you know their movement, but. Um, it's just a crazy situation. Look, uh, and from what I've been, what I've heard, Robbie Farah probably deserved the blame more for you know Sheen's getting the sack and uh, all that. From from what I hear at the moment, he's just he's just the only one that's sort of the voice. I, from what I've heard, most of the players want Mick, uh, yeah, Mick Potter gone, and he's yeah. just he's yeah. just copping the brunt of it um, at this point in time. But from what I what I hear. Especially a lot of the young players have already signed on the proviso that Farrell was going to get rid of him, and he's now obviously felt obliged to do so and and made a move, and, and obviously got found out. But it's just a real strange situation. I, I don't feel sorry for him because obviously he's put himself in that situation. But I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that people don't know about that's having implications, which are probably making him look worse than what you know the actions he's actually taken. So. Um, Mick Potter's playing this situation real well, but he's, he's playing, yeah, he's playing yeah. his cards real, real well. I, I think, yeah. mate, you, you'd think that Mayer's gone. Like, Mayer refused to comment all last week, um, and then he popped up on Fox Sports News late on, I think it was Thursday afternoon, um, with a, you know something, something along the lines of, you know, I've spoken to Robbie and I've sorted it all out, and he's going to be back at training tomorrow. And it was just an absolute smother. Uh, they're the worst PR club in the comp at the moment. They just They've got to get everyone on the same page and um, sort this situation out because the longer it goes, it's having it's going to have implications, you know, as far as player recruitment, but also sponsorship and, and things like that. It's it's just not a good look. Mm, yeah, there's just no leadership at that club. They need sort of a, a Gus Gould or someone there to, to, to bring things together. In fact, speaking of Gus, Robbie sat down with Gus and I've got a big interview on the footy show this Thursday night on Channel 9 and Apparently it's a, a new beauty. Uh, Robbie says a few things about the club, so mm. definitely one to watch. I'm sure it'll make headlines uh, in the Friday papers, but not a huge fan of the Channel 1 footy show, but I'll be watching this Thursday. Yeah. Look, right. 
the, the less Robbie says at the moment, I think is the better. So you know, if I was his bloody manager, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be advising him to say anything. Yeah, well, he's virtually he manages his manager by the sounds of things. Yeah, so. which is which is not good. You know, you need well, someone there that's going to chip you when you need it. And all I can say, it, and right? this is why I'm not talking about. It, I just don't care anymore. I don't care mm-hmm. until Potter gets sacked or he's gone or May's gone or Robbie shuts his mouth. I don't care. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Obviously, it's, it's got making, it's making got more fire. airtime than it should have got, and they're going to miss the finals now, probably because of it. So I really don't care. That's pretty much. No, just I think they're, they're going to miss the finals because they got injuries. Oh well, no! But if they, they had their best if, if they were arced up like they were before the Bulldogs, before this crap broke, and they were playing football, I don't think there's a problem. They, they're in with a legitimate shot. They showed the other night. Well, I think with the frustration and all, all the stuff that's going on, regardless, they're not going to recoup now. It's game over. Uh, someone just needs to get to the bottom of what the situation is and sort it. Simple as that. Not play it out in the public. It's just cancer. Yeah, absolute rubbish. All right, boys, on the Jared Hayne now talks of he's been talks with Parramatta to renew his contract. There's rumours that he's asked anywhere up to a million dollars a season. But I guess he, he's playing well at the moment, but you know, he's sort of here and there, but is he worth a million bucks? To them he is. If Jonathan Thurston yeah. got over a million, if GI is gonna get a million, if Cherry Evans is gonna get a million, you got the guy at the peak of his powers, 26, 12, uh, 27 years old, uh, and also what pretty much what Brock said. How many genuine out and out superstars are there in the game? No, well who who would be who would be the player firstly to replace him at fullback? Would be my question. And Ooh. secondly, who is the second best player at Parramatta? And does he even get anywhere near how you'd rate Jared Hayne? No, well, their only option and the thing that happens is Will Hopwide comes off contract next year. He's a former fullback. So if that couldn't happen where they couldn't retain Hayne, I'm sure they'd sign Hopwide, push him back to where he used to play as a junior. But at the same but time, you've got to pick some up of Hayne's class. That's what I'm saying. He's not Jared Hayne. So at the end of the day, I Look think. On. I think they're in a position now under Arthur to attract some decent talent. Don't get me wrong. They've got um, I think there, I think yeah. their hands were probably tied more last time Jared Hayne came off contract um, to keep him, just because of how poorly they were going. But I mean, at the moment, he seems to be the real spark in that side. And they don't really. You'd be, need... be mad to not sign him. He'd, he'd be he'd be now what a ten year player or whatever. So they don't really need to recruit. You've got Morale, no, they don't. Junior Paulo, Paulie Paulie coming through. Tanganoa's had an injury kind of sort. They of need year, a half. I think they need a half. They've got Young Madison who played Twenties Origin this year. They've just signed up as well. He's mm-hmm. a six. You got Sandow, Norman Peets is injured. Uh, probably the only spot, like I've said already, when people go, we need a centre. They've got the best back line now at 20. They need a prop. Lavarka's scored 18 tries. Fabian Goodall scored 15 on the left. Uh, Israel Folau's little brother, Johnny Folau. They've got a million kids there right now. They do, yeah. Docker Clay. They they've don't got need, plenty of back rows. They don't as need well. to recruit. They've got a million forwards coming through. They've got a couple more big boppers and they've got three or four good outside backs. So. Oh, if I was Parramatta, I'd be going after a hard bastard front row and I'd be going after an experienced half. You know, if, if you're telling me uh, Kieran Foran's coming off contract next year, I'd be making a red hot go for him if I was Parramatta. Well, again, if you're still tied to Sandow and Norman, how do you fit him in? Someone's got to go. Oh, I'd punt one of them. If you're, tied up, if you're tied to money, you can't sign people. So that's my flip side. I think Sandow isn't, isn't Sandow off at the I, end of next year. No, he's still got another year. I think Sandow suits the way they play. You sure? Yeah. Is this year three or year two? No, this is year three. Well, he's still got another year, then he's off. That's yeah. what I mean. So you could potentially punch Sandow and sign foreign next year. Well, the way they play their football, and if he keeps playing the way he's right now, I think he fits in too well. Mm. Yeah, the, again, way, the way they play their football, I think he's been good. I don't think he's got enough credit. But look, uh, that was a long way around to say, yeah, I think he's, he's worth a million. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Mm. All right, boys, the last one I got for the night, and I don't know whether it's good news for Raiders fans, but either way, it's signing news. I, I uh, mentioned last week in the podcast that uh, 
um, some of y'all are from the UK or some of the Raiders. A few people emailed me calling me a fuckwit and whatnot. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, that, and that was spot on. <laughs> and that was spot on. <laughs> but uh, the Raiders have come out and actually confirmed it now, so back in your face. In your face. In your face. And John Hodgson is also signed young hooker as well. So two Pommy recruits uh, for the Raiders next year. So nothing to get a stiffy about, but... Uh, Oh, mate, you get it. You get it. If I was a Raiders fan, I'd get a stiffy over anything at the moment. Like, yeah, it was true. And there's some raps on the young Hodgson. Oh, I've watched him go around in the Super League. He's a he's a good player. So, yep. I mean, he's better than what they got there at the moment in the nine position. So that that'll improve him, and it's one of the key areas so, that they obviously need to address. Um, Soliola, he was solid before he left. He wasn't brilliant, but um, he'll add some depth or uh, and, and a bit of size to their pack. Yeah. How long has he got to go? This year, or has he got another year? I think he's got another year. Yeah, he's got another year, so they're going to have to... And he's on big cabbage, too. I don't know how they ever justified re-signing him again after he'd come off the big four-year deal they had originally. That was just nuts. If you're Terry Campisi, but do you like... Are you happy to get paid to play crap? Do you know what I mean? Look, you've got personal pride. And I'm not saying he's playing that bad. Don't get me wrong. But the money... The money that he signed for when he was playing, obviously, out, out of this world footy, he, he, but he almost won the Dally M, right, with the footy he was playing. Isn't there a bit of personal pride to go, look, like I am playing like a busted, I'll take a pay cut or I'll renegotiate another deal and get someone else in to help obviously the club? Not. Because, I mean, if, he, if he's all about winning and all about the team, surely the team comes first. And obviously, if he was actually to get performance paid. He wouldn't yeah, be getting paid yeah, as much as what he's on at the moment. That's the same as injuries, though, because otherwise you'd go after Leroy Lars, who was on massive coin and barely played as well. You'd go after Shillington after he lost all these rep jerseys and say, hey, you're on a massive contract. Well, maybe, maybe the Raiders have done the wrong thing. None of them are as if you're going to renegotiate when you're signed. For that, that's, that's the thing they've done wrong, then. A lot of other clubs would have just made them feel like shit and made them leave. Whereas the Raiders haven't done that. Well, they've done that to Lars this year from all the word that I've got, but it doesn't matter because he's off contract, so it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. The, the deal's done. Yeah. He's walking, so... But, and, then, and then the other argument would be people would be out there saying, and fair enough too, well, we can't, we can't attract anyone, so why would we get rid of him? Which is a fair point. Well, they've already done that McCrone. I don't know what the answer they tried is. They to, tried to wait on the McCrone situation. He went out in the market... I think even Gossip said it. Melbourne's the only one who dabbled in, and then they said they're asking price. Melbourne said, "You're kidding." They were yeah. just looking for another temporary plug in their yeah. setup, and they said, "Good luck with that." And then next thing you know, Canberra gave them a two-year deal. They were looking for church change, so they couldn't, uh, you know, attract anyone. He couldn't go anywhere, so it's just a simple meeting the minds in the middle again. Go, yeah. Okay, we're stuck with each other. It's interesting, interesting situation in Canberra. Yeah, yeah they're just leaking a lot of points. It's all right, yeah. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! Well, well that, that wraps us up. Was a big boy. Sorry, mate. That wraps us up. That certainly does, boys. Yep. All right. We're into the tips. Uh, I got seven this week. Gossip, you got the fives are. Brock got six. Uh, Brock's on 77. You're on 86. And I've now completed the comeback. I'm on 88. Wow. We'll see if he doesn't choke. It was a good turnaround, though. It was a good turnaround. I was last. But yep. uh, we kick things off Friday night at the SCG. Can't wait for this one. It's the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Munley Sea Eagles. Boxhead, what do you think of Champ? South, I think South are hot at the moment. Going on it. Yeah, and I just think Manly, you know, they're four points clear. SCG, 
Uh, South impressed me last week. I think they're on the upswing, and Manly is sort of bit flat. they're in a position. No, not flat, but uh, I mean they I had that. They had that. Uh, they had the trip of, to a couple, of, a, couple yeah. of, uh, a couple of hard games. They've gone to New Zealand and then had that, had that tough slug out um, at Brookie, but. Yeah, it's a flip of the coin game. I'm going the bunnies. What about you, Gossip? Are you feeling Brock's uh, rhythm or you reckon Manly will keep rolling? No, I'm going Manly just for the short turnaround for the Rabbitohs. They travel up to bloody Darwin or wherever they played on Sunday. So short turnaround, I think Manly will get them. That's a good point. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm going to go Manly purely on the fact of any time it's a big game and I think they're flat, they just don't tend to be. They always seem to surprise me. Any time I think about going against them, they always seem to bite me. But uh, Sam Burgess back in for South. Mm. Played good on the weekend. Ben Teo back in. I don't know really if I'd persist with him with a grub he's been playing with. But, uh, yeah, they looked really good last week. He's, got a, he's got a hate on for Ben Teo at the moment. I don't. He's just got, well, yeah, mate, yeah. the club's got a hate on for him. He doesn't even have a deal anywhere else yet. And he's been suspended three or four times this year. Yeah. You know? But Friday night, Suncorp Stadium. It's the Brisbane Broncos versus the Bulldogs. Uh, gossip, what do you reckon, mate? you reckon the Doggies can strike something back here? Or will Brisbane finally grab something they both, they both need a win there's no doubt about that yeah they both need a win the Bulldogs have got to stop using their forwards as playmakers and just go straight in the middle straight the guts bit of change a few things boys um, wow it's a tough one I think the Bulldogs will bounce back though going to the I can't doggies. dogs I can't see the dogs losing four in a row at the back end of a season yeah well Justin Hodges out I think Brisbane look a bit flat after the whole hook situation uh, Tolman's back in. Morris has been named for about the fifth week in a row. God knows if he'll play, but I'm going to go the Bulldogs. I'm going Brisbane, man. They were good last time game. They um, they beat the Warriors up there, I think. Uh, and this is make or break for their season. And the, the Bulldogs... I just don't think the Bulldogs got any points in them. I, you know, like that was my concern last week. I, I did say on the podcast last week that I thought they'd get Penrith, but I thought it would be a lot closer. Just because it like they give teams the impression that they can stay in games just because they don't put teams away when they've got possession. So, And I think Brisbane, Brisbane have got plenty of points in them, especially at home on a dry track. So, yeah, I could, yeah. Be, I could be wrong, but I like the Broncos at home. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, the Bulldogs seem to change their style too. With, with 10 to go against Penrith last week, they started yeah. playing direct and started yeah. playing straight, put some points on. Um, I did that from the opening whistle, and I'm sure they'll get them, but uh, Desi keeps playing that stupid tip on forwards, everyone's halfback style, it's shit. Yeah, that, mate, the, the best game they've looked, uh, or the best they've looked this year was that win over Manly. Mm. Win over Manly, or did they beat someone else through the middle of the field? Uh, they just had no one. Melbourne, I think, one of them, they won 6 4. Yeah, it? well, it was around then, and they were just playing straight up yeah. the guts. They had Tony Williams at 6, and they just played to their strengths, but um, at the moment, yeah, they're just going a little bit sideways for me, and I'm just not feeling it. And Reynolds is terribly out of form. He's, he's playing shocking. Mm. Yeah, I'll back off the injury. Two sideways need to get straight, but the forwards need to load the platform. It's hard to go bloody forward or play straight if uh, you know no one's doing the job for you. So I think Michael Ennis has had a pretty good season for the Dolphins. He's had a great year. Yeah. He's been probably close to their best player. Mm. As much oh, as I, yeah. much as he's a grub, and I don't oh, particularly mate. like him, but as a, as you know the persona of the bloke, but as a footballer, mate, he's been sensational. I'm happy to say that. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Robbie Farrar, but up until you know the point before Origin, he was their best player. Yeah, he, he's probably still been their best player in the other week. But he doesn't like Tio. He doesn't like Farrar. Oh, mate, there's plenty of people we don't like, but do do you respect him as footballers? You do. Yeah. Tio's a grub as a footballer. I don't know him as a bloke. Mate, you were yelling out at Robbie over the fence last night. Yeah, I was. You wanted to fight him. Would have swerved at him if we could. Saturday we got Hunter Stadium. It's the Newcastle Knights versus the Melbourne Storm. I don't think it's rocket science. So I'm tipping in this one. No, nah, Melbourne should be. Yeah. Yeah. I tipped the Knights last week. God knows why. 
Um, yeah. I took them. I took them with a twenty and a half start in a multi, in a five leg multi, and they they were the only leg I got wrong. I had an eight leg bet. Every leg got up, even the ninth the, the eight, ninth leg. Sorry, with Hurrell to score a try, it was worth an absolute mozza. The only one that failed was Newcastle twenty four and a half start. Kurt Gidley, I'm just going to point at you. Just simple. He's just blaming. Yeah. He's another person he hates. <laughs> Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Gidley. Next week on the podcast, I'm like your thirteen the dickhead squad. Most hated players, Lewis Shepard. Yeah. I want my money back. Actually, Wayne Bennett, really? I want my money back. What about, what about he punts, right? And then he's like, yeah, next time I see Vaughny, I'm going to ask him for my money back. <laughs> I'm like, you're the dickhead that punted. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> mate, don't make the bet. No one owes you anything. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Go, Hold on, guys. Go and talk to Glenn Munsey and threaten him. He might give you a free bet. Yeah. He's all getting enough coin. Help a brother out. No, bloody hell. Uh, Saturday again, we've got the Cowboys versus the Tigers at 1300 Small Stadium. Uh, well, I think this is another simple one. The way the Tigers are going right now, I think it's pretty easy to tip the Cowboys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, Cowboys in a bit of a run. They're looking good. They are. They are, they are, they are. They always do this to Cows. It's very yeah. annoying, though. They could just, uh, you know, go top four and make things nice and easy. No, they're a backmarker, mate. Instead they're of a backmarker yeah, in a Melbourne Cup. They get to the turn, peel to the outside, yeah, and just get right. that big whip out. That backmarker has to put an appeal in every year for a conspiracy theory because they leave yeah. themselves in a position, yeah. so sort it out. That's all right. I've got to on my calendar, Cowboys, Penrith, in a couple of weeks. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I've got week one of the finals marked in, so there's another investigation after another error happens against the Cowboys. And Jonathan Thurston it's a conspiracy. Everyone's against us. There's another person he hates. Jonathan Thurston, there you mate, go. Mate, yeah, I don't sh- hate all these people. Put your shirt back on. Stop burning your nipples. All this stuff. <laughs> all this hate. One of our listeners is making a list at the moment. We've got a few already. Hey, yeah, four. This bloke just says I hate everybody over here. I mentioned someone's name. I hate him. Mr. Gossip. I hate you too. I hate Brock. I hate everyone. I don't hate anyone. You're all hated. I can't say a name without being hated. But Saturday, TIO Stadium over in Darwin. It's the Eels versus Canberra. Well, there's definitely a bloke who's hated right there, Ricky Stewart. He, he's gone to. They've got this game in Darwin just to get him away from Perth. I feel a little bit sorry for Ricky at the moment. I don't. <laughs> he, he looked really sad and distraught in the sheds the other day. He looked sad. Maybe it was no. like the coach to coach thing. I was just like, yeah, I never want to be there. No, nah. where you are right now. <laughs> Maybe no. that was it. But no mercy. But if anyone doesn't yeah. follow the fake Ricky Stewart on Twitter, get on it. Get on. Oh, he's, he's a good value, Rick Stewart. He's yeah. outstanding. Yeah, Eels win. Nah, Eels, I think it's the same deal. We spoke about this during the show. Some of the games this week, some of the lines and the odds are ridiculous. Well, there's going to be an upset. Oh, there probably will be there'll, an upset. There'll be an upset. And I think that's the game most likely. Canberra just... Yeah, but... I don't know. Well, it's a completely reshuffled side. They've just thrown caution to win now. Exactly. So that's what I mean. You've got, you got some kids in there who get an opportunity, so... We'll have to wait and see what happens. They've got a good record against Parramatta, too. Mm. Mate, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't Ricky Stewart love to beat Parramatta? Oh, bounce back factor. Yeah, oh yeah, wouldn't wouldn't he just? Hey, I just love this a, is the hate game. I'd still love like a random midweek announcement. They go, sorry, it's back at Pertech. I'd just be like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Raiders would have to come in a prison bus. They have to escort well, Ricky. Mate, I, don't, I don't think the sentiment's there anymore from Eels fans. It, the, the, I don't care. You know, I got the, a better coach. The sentiment was exactly at the start of the year. It was like we well, just left us for dead, and now they're like Brad Arthur, you're a champion. I think when they're it, like Brad yeah, Who. Yeah, yeah. Even when it happened, though, I think they were a bit like, good, just leave. We don't want you. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, some Eels fans, I had a season ticket there last year. I burnt that mofo, but... Yeah, well, um, Yeah, not good. Good times. Sunday, Mount Smart Stadium. It's the New Zealand Warriors versus the Cronulla Sharks. Warriors, uh, Graham's out. Luke Lewis has just had surgery. He's also going to be out. The Sharks have just been absolutely shredded yeah, again. Warriors. So, uh, if, if they got the job done, it'd be amazing. They tried hard last week, but... 
just troops, situation, everything's against them. Here we go. Gossip? No, I, I can't tip the Sharks. So Fiddle yeah. looked good last year, last game, uh, but, uh, yeah, well, without the two Penrith boys and, and Lewis and Graham, they're going to struggle. Yeah, absolutely yeah, nice. That means the Sharks win. Yep, probably. <laughs> Sunday, again, win stadium. It's the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the Penny Panthers. Gossip, mate. Can the Penrith Panthers keep the resurgence going. Can they get another win and lock up a final spot or will they be in for a hard one? Uh, I've got a good record. The Dragons have been them already this year. Um, won their last year as well. Um, look, I looked at the squad. Uh, they made us off then. Kevin Kingston's back. Timmy Grant's back. So some experience there. So I don't think they'll lose too much. Um, but I think the Dragons are just playing too good. Um, Dugan's playing well. Uh, the six and seven are starting the gel, so I think the Dragons are home. We'll, we'll, we'll put the Panthers in the close one. Panthers. Yeah, I'm going the Dragons. I think the, Panthers, <laughs> I think the Panthers will win. People are playing low ball on Penrith. They're a good side. Well, I, I like down to Wollongong. Well, I'm impressed by what I've seen by the Dragons the last two weeks playing two difficult sides. Or but they're not last, winning. I know they're not winning, but they've been right in those games, and I don't think they're too far away. I, I honestly think that the way that the Dragons play will suit Penrith's defence. Dragons play very side to side. I think Penrith's defence is very pressuring on the edges, uh, and I think Penrith will just complete, kick long and chase hard. And I, I think it'll be a close game, but bugger it, I'm going the Panthers. I think they're a better team. What'd you make of Will, what'd you make of Will Smith last week? He was okay. I, I think he, Will Smith's strength is running the ball. He's an athlete, he's fast, he's nimble. And I think he plays yeah, off the cuff. Yeah. I, um, I've seen a little bit of training work over the last month. And I, I liked him at the start of the year. I remember saying to Lewis that I, I liked the kid from Newcastle. I saw a little bit of pre-season training and obviously just around the traps while we were doing the 16 stuff. And I just like him. He's raw. He's, he's got a lot of skill. Um, I, I would have liked him like in a role of Seguiaro or something like that. But obviously there's, there's no real spot for him there. But... I can only see him getting better anyway. He's not real big, so obviously he's going to have trouble in defence. But um, I just I, I like him. He, his strength is to run the ball. So as long as Jamie Soward's controlling the game, I think um, Will Smith, you saw as that game went on on Friday night, like he, he sort of got involved and he made a couple of line breaks, just bobbing up off an offload and running. Um, I think that's going to be his strength. So, um, And I've still got question marks over the Dragons' middle. So, I mean, if Penrith can hold the ball and tire out the Dragons, I think he could have an impact through the middle of the field. And they've named Kingston as well, so I think that's yeah, what they're thinking. Match. They're going to bash him in the middle and then try and play up through there um, yeah. with some faster guys. We sweet Panther lovers, we're done. All right, cool times. Monday, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Monday. You asked me a question, I answered it. I didn't ask. So he question. hates me. He hates us now too. You guys. Oh, what about this panda? He's a panda. Panthers rage over here. Monday, Allianz Stadium. It's the Sydney Roosters versus the Titans. Is there a BBF? No. Is there bounce back factor? No, we just don't have the troops, mate. If, if Aiden Caesar plays, will be a chance. He's worth to, uh, 12 points for us. So I'm going to go to this game. I'm an, I'm a, I, I'll stick by him. I'm going to drive all the way to Allianz, and they'll probably get beat by 40, and I'll uh, you know, slip my wrist on the way home. But, um, you know, I, there's only the only way is up for the Titans, but they can't win this game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine, if the Roosters are fair income. But I think the Titans have beaten the Roosters the last couple of years at Allianz. They beat them last year. I remember they were at about 11-1. to 1, yeah. um, And they beat them two years before that at Allianz because I was there and I was on the cans. So... <laughs> And yeah, I saw Freddie that night. Sorry, mate. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm going to 
Yeah, I was going to go to the Roosters. Pilatus um, had a meeting with a couple of players and said some home truths, and since then they've, they've, they're playing much better. So. Didn't realise Pilatus was Oh, yeah. So the brown paper bag is going to start disappearing. Right? <laughs> yes. It's go time. <laughs> See the BMWs out the front? That's a repo truck. They're yeah. about to all disappear. Start yeah. playing some bloody football. And, uh, yeah, no rocket science. I'm going the roost as well. Tony, Tony Soprano. I reckon it's going to be a bloodbath. Nick Pilatus. It's going to be a bloodbath. I don't think it'll be a bloodbath. It's Monday night. No, I'm going the bloodbath. Yeah, probably right. That's right, Matt. All right, well, having a look at things. What have we got here? Brock. Going Souths, so you got one different. You got the Broncos, you got that one different, and uh, you got the Panthers. We're, we're mirrored this week, Gossip. Brock's got three different, so. Come on, Brock. Yeah. He's look, looking to drag a couple more points back. He got one on you, he's only got nine more to go. He's coming. Yeah, here he comes. Yeah, bring it on, son. Louis's got a choke in him, too. He's got a choke. <laughs> I've just pulled out a 10 point resurgence, now I'm two ahead. Yeah. I've done good. It's a different game once you get in front. I track from last, mate. I'm you're not, not chasing anyone. You've got to set the pace now. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Shall do. I'll just keep doing what I have been doing. Just plug it along. It's been yeah. good times. So anyways, mate, thanks a lot, as always, for the inside word, and we'll talk to you next week. No worries. I'm looking forward to seeing your most hated top 13. That'll be it. <laughs> oh, everyone, I, I can't say a name without this bloke over here going, hates him, hates Panda. him, hates him. I can't Panda. mention a name. He's putting words in my mouth, this bloke. Oh, uh, fair can oh, Push the no. rewind if button. I, if, yeah. I would have said, if I would have said Cooper Cronk or Cameron Smith or anything, I hate him, hate him. Couldn't no, even get a sense here. You know, Robbie Farrell been to Mate, don't get upset. Never mentioned Ben Tia. Robbie Farrow don't you like did, You did mention Ben Tia. Said he was a grub. <laughs> <laughs> On the field. I would so say what? that that would mean that you don't like him. No, he's been suspended four times. I think I'm justified in saying he's a grubby player. Okay. How many times have you been... your brother a cup of tea, was it? Mate, he's, he's putting words in your mouth. He needs, he needs a Bex and a lay down. Mate, Bex. You can pour your Bex down the drain, mate. I've got, Cap, I got Captain Morgan's. Oh, he, hates, he hates Bex, too. He, he hates Bex too. Captain Morgan's. Captain Negative over here. He hates it. He hates it. He hates it. Panda. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Old man over here. Oh. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Hook one and sinker. Woo! Well, that wraps us up for another week. A big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him on Facebook, there's links on our page, and also head up to the search bar and type NRL Gossip, and his Twitter handle is at NRL Gossip. A big thank you also, as always, goes to sportingbet.com. Remember, if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, there is no better bet than a sporting bet. So keep your eyes out also for our pick-the-score competitions for your chance to win a $100 free bet thanks to sporting bet. But for now, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, our handle is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. But for now, guys, enjoy your week and enjoy rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.